Welcome, everybody, to episode 111 of the Two on Three podcast, where two of your friends take on three topics in 30 minutes. You should follow us at Two on Three Pod on Twitter, and you can send us email at hello, hello. at Two on Three Pod.com. You know how much we love to hear from you. I'm Chris, and you can find me hunkering down for the time being at CD Villasenor on Twitter. And with me is Ty. Does the door on your shelter shut tightly? <laughs> uh, I'm going to put some extra stripping around the outside. <laughs> Remember that stuff that you used to buy when your when your windows were kind of crappy? It was like a saran wrap thing that you that you taped to the inside of your window and then you blow dried it tight. Sure. You remember that stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, I think that stuff might be making a comeback. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a picture of an Uber driver who had a whole, uh, thing set up in his car. Oh, just like a divider. A bubble. Like was, yeah. Like, like, like plastic <laughs> taped up to the ceiling <laughs> around the bottom. Like he was some limo driver with the privacy screen up. Like pretty just, much. Uh, yeah. So, um, well, well you, hold on. You can find me. Uh, oh, yes. I, <laughs> spreading facts them. facts only to the surprising number of people I've encountered who don't seem to think we have a real problem on our hands at SEATJK. All right. Well, the facts are the facts and the truth are a weird thing to people. And that's a uh, I think we'll be covering some of that tonight. Well, obviously, we, we live at the epicenter of America's um, coronavirus issues. So we're going to bring you some of that. Uh, we're going to talk about basic survival, what you're going to need, and we're going to try to lighten up in uh, lighten up a little Francis in uh, in uh, segment three tonight. The Dijat will coming up, and then some uh, some odds and ends in the OT. So we'll just we'll 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 try to lighten it out. But, but schools are shut, businesses yeah. are shutting down. Um, Seattle is very much. I mean, we're leading the we're leading the charge here. Uh, in the United States in terms of coronavirus action. Now, I was trying to sort of get my arms around it. My daughter's high school has been shut, but none of the other schools in our district are shut. I'm surprised. Weird. And I was trying to liken it today to the month of snow that we had last year. Remember, February, we were snowed out for essentially the month of February. Yeah, yeah, I recall. But this is, but obviously this is a lot weirder because, you know, snow is not going to put you in the hospital for the most part. Or if you're old, the snow snowstorm probably isn't going to kill you. Most likely not. So it's it's a little bit different, but it's got the same. There's there's similar challenges, right? And you've got two young ones, so I imagine your challenges are are heavy because you guys have been shut down a school all this week, right? Starting yeah, starting them. They only went to school one day last week. Uh huh. And we've been basically homeschooling them. I mean, so they've moved a bunch of stuff into a two-way communication application that allows you, the students interact with the teacher and the teacher to assign assignments and the students to interact with each other. Um, it's actually pretty impressive considering what we're doing, but the challenge with our children isn't the instruction so much as it is the, we have to actually keep a regular schedule and I still have to work, so... Um, thankfully we, you know, my, my wife is in a period of flexibility, so we've been able to accommodate it thus far, but I don't try to, I'm not trying to, you know, panic anybody. It's certainly not my family. I'm just being real with them about it. Like I, uh, our younger daughter has a birthday and it's, it's in a month. And I was like, realistically, we're probably gonna have to postpone your party. I was yeah. like, you know, I, I, I just, as I watch what, you know, looks like an inevitable spread. And obviously we're so far behind on response. Um, it's just the, the reality is that we're going to. I think be cooped up in here a lot longer than we might've hoped when uh, this first started. Um, I try to keep it light though. You know, I want to have a fun show and it's like coming into this. It's like the, the world really did catch even harder on fire. Like in the, just in the couple of hours leading up to the, uh, us recording this right now. Oh yeah. We'll, we'll get into that. But the, uh, but that's the, that is the thing about again, a snowstorm. And this is, again, I'm trying to liken this to the, the, the snowstorm that closed the schools and and closed down the city for a good long while. Mm -hmm. But it's just this, <laughs> we always talk about existential dread, but the, uh, but this is just the, the vibe is so, is so different. And so it's getting, getting pretty desperate. Actually. Well, you can't go anywhere. Realistic. I mean, if you look at, again, I don't know how much you want to save for like our actual segment on coronavirus. <laughs> oh, we'll get, we'll, we'll, we'll jump. We'll, we'll, maybe this is our segment. Well, one. I did want to make one comment about the, the, uh, 
homeschooling. the homeschooling only because yeah. I, I, I found it a little bit interesting and it's at least, you know, I'm trying to look for bright sides quite a bit these days. And, and what I've noticed is this, this app they use to communicate with each other. One, it autocorrects is actually really good for spelling because, <laughs> you know, my, my older daughter will type a few words or type a few letters in and she has a pretty good idea of what, how most words start. And she actually uses the predictive text quite a bit. And I can't decide. I, it seems like it's good because she's like learning words and then she's cap, you know, she's actually remembering them. But then it's almost like she doesn't have to actually type anything. It's, just like, it's, it's amazing to watch her do this. Functional illiteracy comes early now. Like, <laughs> like, I, know, I know how autocorrect does for me. Yeah. And uh, it's nice that the, uh, the younger well, kids can take advantage of it. <laughs> maybe we should stop trying to type everything is what I'm saying. Like just embrace the predictive text a little bit better and we will have a, a better experience. Uh, but the app encourages interaction, which means it's functionally like social media. You post a picture, then your classmates comment on it, and like, really? yeah, and the teacher will, you know, people, you can record an audio clip and say, oh, this looks great, or the teacher will record a little video and, and talk to you, and, uh, but toward the end of the school day today, my older daughter's sitting on the couch next to me, and she's, she's on an iPad doing it, doing this, and, you know, again, I'm, I'm thankful that we have the equipment that we need to do, to get by in the situation. I know a lot of people are not as fortunate, mm-hmm. um, but after a few minutes of doing this, she's like, you know, her mom's like, your dad's got to approve anything you're going to post. And then I guess it goes actually through the teacher first before it actually shows up in the app. That teacher actually has to approve everything. Okay. Which can't be fun for him. No. <laughs> He's basically the moderator of the world's worst Reddit board. Right. <laughs> and, but then like a few minutes in, she's like, this is fun. And she keeps like commenting. And I'm like, oh my God. Oh no. Oh no. Oh, no. It's, it's, I've, I've kept it away from you and you're already hooked. Right. Right, the endorphins are flowing. I yeah, get likes. Like, <laughs> I've got likes. Oh yeah, like oh, this boy that I that I I would never admit that I have a crush on, like is commenting on my post with me and the dog. Oh my god, it's, it's over. Just the wor- it's I, the it, my life is over. The hook is in. The hook. They put the hook in. The shit is insidious. I mean, this is the academic one. This isn't supposed to be like. It's not supposed to be something I have to worry about. And it's just. Well, guess what? The academic things are written by people who like think. What's right. the re- what's a really easy mo- thing we can model on? Facebook seems really easy. Well, and that's an engagement-driven algorithm, right? So they're probably yeah. Like, how do we force engagement and keep the kids on the app? <laughs> guess what? We make it Facebook and make it and give them likes. Oh gosh. Yeah, that's that's the thing about the the big discussion around here about school and um, distance learning and all that kind of stuff is that just people don't have access to yeah. the things they need. It's, it becomes an ec- it becomes an equity issue, right? Um, and then um, and then yeah, actually the schools are serving food for kids who rely on the school to eat. Yeah, they set up a delivery system in our yeah. district where you have to put your order in like before a certain time of day in the morning. Yeah, here the kids here the kids can go by the school and pick up a bag lunch um, around lunchtime. I don't know how they're getting there. I mean, but they're getting there. Well, um, are we in it? Should we go to the whoosh? Let's do it. Segment number one. So as you know, we are uh, just as we've introed. <laughs> it's coronavirus time. Town is basically what we've got. Podcasting and, in the age of coronavirus. Essentially, essentially, and we've got. Uh, and we're dealing with challenges, and it's it's really weird. I I mean, it's new for all of us for sure. I mean, we weren't affected by any of the like things like H one N one or Mad Cow. And, I mean, none of that stuff got near us, and so it's just awfully strange to be, you know, at the epicenter of this of this of this one. It's it's a mess. It's uh, you know, I wrote a lot of notes for this before we like again things. The, the news is evolving so quickly. Um, we obviously saw tonight the NBA has canceled or postponed indefinitely the rest of the season after Rudy Gobert tested positive. And by the way, he was being an asshole about it. And, like, and touching all the microphones yeah. and being a dick about it. God, yeah. what a... Two nights ago. Jesus. What is... So all those reporters are now have come into contact with it. So he effectively just like just became a, a huge vector for disease. Right. Yeah. So all those people are going to self-quarantine. Yeah. And their, and their families are going into self-quarantine. Thanks. I, and and my experience so far has been that even people here are are not taking it seriously enough. I mean, people give me the side eye because I take a Clorox wipe to the grocery store and wipe down the. I mean, and I wipe like I'm just wipe the handle. I'm wiping like the cart, the cart. yeah, <laughs> the wheels, <laughs> the whole basically anything thing. around the top of the first like the top three inches. I'm, I'm I'm wiping that down. I'm not you know I mean I'm not doing anything that I feel is is extreme by any means. I am just being 
smart about the fact that, look, if I'm going to come into contact with surfaces, I need to do one, everything I can do to disinfect that surface. And then two, make sure that I disinfect myself after I've touched the surface. So every time we've had to go, I mean, this is like how you manage an outbreak. You go through this, you know, personal protective, like people are, what kind of mask should I get? What kind of gloves should I get? That's the last step yeah. in like prevention. Like that, if you have to be, if you're talking about risk, Personal protective equipment is literally the last step. You first, you want to try to, you know, engineer a system that doesn't expose you. And then if you can't do that, how can you mitigate the exposure? And then you like, okay, now wear this, you know, helmet. Yeah. No, I think that's the, and that's, I think that as news comes in from around, the people who are been very successful up to this point, like South Korea, mm-hmm. um, they've done a very good job of, of doing the social distance thing and just being, you know, being smart like being pragmatic about how you interact with your world um and you know again it's it's really interesting that a that a that a country like that can be so socially disciplined as to just basically stanch it out in the first month of it i mean this is the this is the thing that works against the united states right like we just are we got a lot of <laughs> we're we're not invested in each other socially like a country like south korea I mean, it's this, there's this, there's this, there's a real advantage to having a society that is, that's kind of homogenous, right? You see like a, like a, like a culture like Japan or a culture like South Korea where, you know, it's, it's a, it's a culture that, that has been, that has been deeply ingrained in its citizens over centuries. Mm -hmm. And so they have this sort of rigor and discipline when they need to summon it. The United States just isn't built that way, right? We're we're just not we're just not we're just not that kind of a society. Well, I don't think it, it's homogeneity so much as it is just pure culture. I mean, I think that the, the I think one diversity is always a strength. Diversity of ideas, just diversity of, of, of opinions and, and and experiences is always something that's helpful to make an educated decision. It's certainly hard to get everybody rowing in the same direction. Much more difficult. But I also think that I would point to the the second half of the 20th century and the American myth of rugged individualism being like really the sickness that ails our country. This idea that if you're just tough enough and if you're just smart enough and if you just work hard enough that you can overcome literally anything and that you don't need anything from anyone if you do all of those things. I think that's a really, that's been an idealism that has hurt us again and again, uh, you know, especially in these sort of 15 year cycles over the last 45, my, basically my entire life as, as far as I've witnessed it. Well, it's part of our, it's part of the social fabric. It's part of our mythology. I mean, that's, it's, it's. And mythology, I think is the right word for it. No, it's true. But I mean, that's the, the thing is we can't, we can't step out. Americans can't step outside it when they need to. That's the problem. That's the, the problem is that myth is actually pretty powerful and it, and it allows people to rise above maybe their, you know, what their, you know, what the situations that they're in. They could they can summon that sort of mythology and say, you know what, people have succeeded and I can do it too, and they do it, and that's great. But then you get into a situation like this and people can't discard it, right? They can't say, Well, I'll just do what I do and everyone else if everyone takes care of themselves and I just do what I want to do, then I'll be fine. <laughs> right. That's not how epidemiology works. Like you literally have to sacrifice some things. Like look, the likelihood of me getting um me or my, ch- I mean, you know, I mean, it was a, it was a great relief to learn over the last week, honestly, that that children are largely unaffected by the virus, and it is mm-hmm. really, I mean, for me personally, uh, you right. know, just just to, to to have that not be the huge worry now that my kids are going to get exposed, and that's going to be, you know, a tragedy. Um, but I'm trying really hard not to be a disease vector. I mean, it really stopped like I stopped shaking hands and high fiving my friends more than two weeks ago. I, it's just wild how it misinformed I've seen people like, you know, a, a, a Twitter person like Darren Ravel runs a a, a poll on what should the league do? And, and like 80% of the votes are just business as usual. It's like, it's of like 40,000 people who voted. And I'm just like, fuck, what the fuck? <laughs> you're so, right. you're, this is not, it's not going to work. You have to stop now. Like quarantining now, quarantining before the spread, it's already too late. We're, we're, we're screwed. But at this point, if you're not sick, the best thing you can do for society is, is stay healthy and, and not continue to, um, spread the disease. And I, you know, I mean, I'm worried that we're going to see statistics coming back that, oh, it doesn't really affect working age people. So, hey, we better get back to work. And it's like, you know, I I don't want to kill my parents. So no. Right. (laughs) Yes. I mean, that's, I mean, if you have people like that in your life that you're very close to, um, it's going to be, it's really important for you to stay healthy. 
and not be you not be a disease vector as you said uh-huh. the uh, I had to go out of town last week so um, and I had to go to Las Vegas <laughs> so of all the places in the world to have to go you know I I, I started my trip by well, my wife started the trip by giving me a whole canister of Lysol wipes, which yeah. was great. Yeah. So I hit my, you know, I hit the plane seat and disinfected like the entire fucking thing. Yeah, you know, every every bit I could touch with a with a wipe. I did that when I traveled back in January. <laughs> right. So, and which was fine. And then I actually shared my wipes with the people in my row, and it was, yeah, me too. And it was great, and everybody sort of said, yeah, that's a good idea. Let's all just let's get our stuff squared away. It's like perfect. Yeah, I and don't then, want to be the inspiration is my point. I want to be but, like participating in the effort, not not feeling like I'm the outlier by, outlier by being ahead of that curve. Yeah, and the, and, the, and the part I realized is just not to like guilt people into it, not to just say, you better clean that shit up. It's like, just go about your business. Yeah. Clean your thing up and then offer. Would you like yeah. to clean up your? Would you do? You, would you like to have one of these wipes? And people were just like, "Yes, that's a really good idea." And then social distance in a in a in a situation like Las Vegas is also an interesting thing, but it's also doable. Mm-hmm. And and then you get that super radar of people who are is that person is that per, is that person drunk or is that person got the coronavirus? <laughs> oh, yeah. the cough alarm feeling. You're, like you're stiffen just, up because yeah. somebody coughs. Yeah. <laughs> Is that is that person coughing because they're smoking or right. or do they look sick to me? So you're you're playing amateur you're playing amateur doctor all the time mm-hmm. and just trying to and just trying to steer clear of people. But I found that even in a place like Las Vegas, and I I was mostly at my parents' home, but I did go out one evening to see Barry Manilow, by the way, who was awesome. I'm not gonna lie. Side <laughs> note on Barry Manilow. Can I side note on Barry Manilow here? Well, you mean you can sidebar. I don't know what a side note is, but you know. Sorry. Sidebar. Let me sidebar to, to to Barry Manilow. He's seventy six years old and sounds just the same as he's always sounded. He's awesome. You think it's real? Oh, it's totally real. Okay. And he was saying that. Uh, so he part of his he tells stories about his life and stuff like that. And he sits down at this piano. And he's playing, and he's telling this story about the first time he ever heard one of his songs on the radio. And he says, "I'm going to play it for you now." And it was the Band Aid theme. He wrote the Band Aid <laughs> jingle. He wrote, I am stuck on Band-Aids because Band-Aids stuck on me. He wrote that. And that was the first time he'd ever... I guess that is, is older than I realize. Yeah, when he was young, he wrote that. And then he said, my most successful song you've definitely heard. And he goes, it's not Mandy or it's not anything like that. It is, and like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. He wrote the State Farm lo- the jingle. All right. And so he's probably made $1 billion on that. Should have put Uncle Barry in Full House. Seriously. Anyway. That's a dated-ass reference. I don't know if everybody (laughs) remembers that Uncle Jesse wrote jingles for a living on Full House. (laughs) (laughs) But luckily for me, I got a free ticket because my sister works in Las Vegas. And I was sitting in a balcony seat, but with nobody in Mm. my own section. Totally awesome. That way I could sing, but I could also maintain social distance. This was very important. It's easy when you have a life of privilege. Actually, that's a nice segue into the point I wanted to make to wrap up the segment here. Oh, yeah? (laughs) I have this theory. So... I don't want to get too political. Obviously, I, I have voiced my opinion on the quality of the response to this point. Sure. Um, and, and I think that it's not going to be uncommon um, if we do a postmortem on what happens here to link susceptibility with like where you get your news. I think I think that might be a thing that, that occurs. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's this sort of... If you want to look at it like the most cynical way possible, it's just just bear with me for a moment and let me let me get this out without, without you... I don't know, without you pushing back on me, I guess. So I want to say that some people in, in, in a certain political party's central tenet is this idea of survival of the fittest, but only once I've made the playing field unleveled to my liking. Like, now that we've gotten to this point, I'm not helping you anymore at all. Like, that's, that's kind of my, like, that's, that's a, certain, a certain number of people's belief in politics. And I think that there's a weird double-edged sword with this where it's this idea that, hey we don't necessarily care if poor people die but or and this idea that if i can afford medical care then i should get to live because i can afford medical care and if you can't that's too bad for you that's that's something that you know people are not super interested in in uh providing government sponsored health care for instance that's you should, you know that, that private plans are good and you should be able to buy you should need to buy them but my point here long-winded 
wraparound way of getting there is that I believe that Magic Johnson's HIV recovery was the worst thing to happen to socialized medicine in this country. (laughs) (laughs) Because I think it showed rich people that something that was a death sentence when he was diagnosed with it, an absolute death sentence, no question how long is he going to live, but he's going to die. He was able to beat it. And I think it taught rich people they could fight off any disease, no matter how like dire with money. If you're just rich enough. Yes. If you're just rich enough, no matter what plague comes along, you can fight it off with money. Yeah. Well, I, you know, it's hard to, hard to argue against that. You know, I do feel very bad for business owners who have to shut down people who work in those businesses. Yeah. People who, I mean, I was talking to the, the manager of the Starbucks uh, in my building just the other day because I had to go in and it was fine because no one else was in the all of Bellevue. Right. And so, um, they're they're doing five percent, ten percent of the business that they were they're they doing on a daily basis. I mean, their their receipts are down ninety to ninety five percent. Oh, I saw I today mean, that Tom Tom Douglas said he's got to suspend um, operations at all of his restaurants. They're not solvent enough to stay open with this yeah. without being able to make revenue. So right. they're shutting down for eight weeks and hoping they can reopen at regular capacity two months from now. Right. So I mean, so it's really, I mean, I don't know how people how people in those jobs can survive. It's going to be, it seems I mean, impossible from a, from a societal standpoint, we're going to have to, we're going to have to pitch it. We're going to have to pass the hat and get those folks taken care of. Cause there's no other way to do it. No. I mean, there are people who, who's, whose livelihoods who, who don't make a lot of money anyway. And then they, then their jobs, then their places of business where they work are shutting down. If you work in a restaurant or something like that, and you're not going to be able to work for two months. Right. It's like, I don't know how, I mean, most of those folks are, I can't imagine they're they're they've got a ton of savings to sit on, and so it Most just Americans becomes don't. A, it's just going to become a huge huge issue. And and uh, big shout out to all the healthcare professionals who are who are banging away at this because you know they're working they're working their asses off. Well, and I'm sure everybody, or at least I hope that the most of the listeners that we have understand what flattening the curve means, and it means not overwhelming the healthcare system by preventing yourself from getting sick by not needing by taking the steps to not need care um, because. At any one time, only like one third of available hospital beds in this country are empty, like total. Uh, It's not like there's just a bunch of ICUs and respirators and stuff sitting around for like the worst case scenario. (laughs) It shit doesn't exist. No. So what happens is we overwhelm, you know, you're watching what happens in Italy. They're literally doing triage in the hallways. We're like, if you're over, I read this thing yesterday. The doctor was saying, if you're at this point, if you come in and you're over 65 and you have it, they don't even treat you. Just, 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 sorry. Sorry. Just if you get over it. You get over it. Great, good for you, but we're not helping you. Wow, that's a yeah, that's a that's a that's a rough way to have to deal with it. But well, and that's the thing about this is it's not going to be just poor people. It's going to include many, any and most old people. But when it's all said and done, maybe not most, but many, many. And I mean, we're going to lose celebrities. We're going to lose politicians. Sure, whether they're loved or hated, like, oh, that's all going to happen. Yeah. Did you see anyway. that Tom Hanks is uh, yeah. got the COVID? <laughs> yes, I, I think Tom Hanks is going to be okay. Probably, I'm, yeah. He's kind of getting up there, though. You never he's know. Getting, he's getting up there, but you know they're going to give him <laughs> they're going to give him excellent care. And there is this the 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 whole idea that he was in Australia and could get a quick a quick right. test right is really <laughs> it's so I haven't, yeah, I haven't even gotten into the the just absolute debacle on the testing stories and what I've learned about what happened here. Um, about basically the our, our doctors here testing against government, like the government telling them don't test, and that that we still discovered cases by just the doctors here saying, "Well, fuck that, <laughs> I'm just we're doing do it, it anyway." Yeah. Anyway, interesting statistical uh, analysis of the coronavirus. I posted it to my um, my Twitter, but I'll post it to uh, the Two on Three Pod Twitter. Uh, just about just a really interesting statistical analysis of all of this. Well, the yeah. United States case rate is day by day on par with Italy right now. We are on the exact same infection pace, and I doubt we're testing even as many people. And, and we can't. And again, it, it comes down to the fact that, you know, smaller countries have some advantages in terms of their ability to at least test. Well, also, rejecting the, re- the, the already working test was not a, a great move on our yeah. part. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Segment number two. So now that we're stuck in our houses for the next couple of weeks. Forever. <laughs> for the ever, 
for the rest of for the rest of forever and we it won't be the rest of forever we'll we'll eventually surface i'm yes it's just gonna be a lot it's gonna suck but yeah there's there's definitely gonna be a long tail here right Mm -hmm. people it's gonna take a a while for people to to trust again Mm -hmm. and i think summertime has a lot to do with helping people trust (laughs) i think when things get you know I mean, there's a natural, there's sort of a natural, when the weather gets nice. Sure, will, makes you feel people, better. People will, people will, I think people will come out. But surviving in the now <laughs> is, 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 uh, is pretty interesting. I still don't understand why people are buying so much toilet paper. That's my first take. Like, what? what is going on with the toilet paper? <laughs> what? I mean, I understand, again, let's go back to the snowstorm. I, I understand that when it snows, people want to make French toast. So they buy all the bread and the, the, the milk. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. I don't it's know what the bread and the milk and the, and the egg, bottled the bread, water. The bread and the milk of the eggs during during snowstorms. I don't, I don't understand that. And I don't understand. Why are people buying bottled water? I don't know. If the water service shuts off, we've got much bigger problems than <laughs> the, the, the pandemic. You're right. I, I, think that, I think we'll be able to keep the electricity. God, I hope. Like basic social services running. I'm hoping this will be fine. But the uh, but I don't still don't, why are people buying the toilet paper tie? Why? So it seems like it's just that there's a couple of crazy people. Because I went and actually looked up. I was like, can I find some news coverage on why? Like, has anybody done the man on the street interview for like why all these people are are, are buying toilet paper? And I found something, and it's from Australia, and it was from okay. Vice Australia. Um, they talk immediately about how the there's nothing there's no reason to buy toilet paper in this situation other than the fact that you're not going to leave the house for a while. So stocking up for uh, you know, three or four, a couple of weeks, but you don't need to buy out the store to have a couple of weeks worth of toilet paper. Um, <laughs> but it seems primarily because somebody somewhere did it and then the news picked up on it that, you know, so we're out of toilet paper. And then because people saw it on TV, like every single person they interviewed for this story said, I'm buying all this toilet paper because I saw all these other people buying this toilet paper. Right. And I feel like I better get some before I miss out on this. It's basically, that's, now that is the, that is the, induced panic right yes it just takes one person to get the to take their arm and crush it across the shelves and take all the all the purell right yeah and then the the, then it just turns into a complete shit storm like honestly do you know how long one of those big things of purell lasts even if you use it four times a day a long time interminable you can use those like the big the big pump bottle like the 16 ouncer Mm -hmm. that thing lasts for a year if you use it, the sixteen ounce, or are you talking about like the, the thirty-two desktop oh, deal? The, the thirty-two desktop deal, that one. Yeah. Even the sixteen ounce would last forever, even if you use it a lot. It really does. It lasts. I have the tiny little flight ones, and I've been using it multiple times a day, and it's lasted me already nearly a week. <laughs> right. I don't know why you do not need eight bottles of 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 hand sanitizer in your home, people. Well, but and back to the toilet paper though. Are these people expecting the the toilet, the water to shut off? Because, like, if you run out of toilet paper, it's not the end of the world. As we discussed nigh but a month ago, (laughs) (laughs) folks around the world get along very well without toilet paper. Get yourself a Tabo. A a handled pot with a little spout on one side, and you're all set. You know what? Hey, I got a better idea. If you're not uncomfortable, if you're uncomfortable with that, you you got some gay panic about a bidet, whatever your problem may be. Get in the shower. If you ran out of toilet paper, just get in the shower. You don't have to shower your whole body. Get in, wash your ass, and get out. (laughs) Dry yourself off. It's not convenient, but (laughs) doable. It's 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 toilet paper is not my chief concern. No, and again, if you buy one of those. I don't know. We're a family of four. If we buy the one big Costco pack of Charmin or whatever, I mean, that's a that's months worth. Yeah, the big one, it's a solid month for four or five people. Yeah. At least. I mean, you don't need to you don't need to stack up a pallet of that in your garage. I don't know. Maybe these people all just like to, you know, wrap that mummify that <laughs> hand every time. <laughs> Three wipes of a mummified hand. I don't know. I mean, it's just it's it blows me away. But uh, you sent this link about, and this has been funny. This has been going on for a long time where like super rich people have been building themselves oh, yeah. shelters and whatnot and like, and basically hoarding things. Like, Yeah, I figure they, somebody somewhere is building those ARC ships from 2012. <laughs> those things are sweet, by the way. <laughs> but the, uh, or uh, the Elysium, 
or whatever it, you know, whatever it comes down to. Yeah. But the uh, but here's the thing: if you're if you're building yourself a shelter, God bless you. I know it's fine. Like, you know, the survival people like digging a hole in their backyard and burying an old school bus back there, and <laughs> you know, whatever they're doing. Um, if you have a stash of stuff, if you're stockpiling for the for the doomsday, don't tell anybody. <laughs> right? right don't tell your friends don't tell your neighbors you got to do this on the down low because when the shit goes down if you don't have a gun someone with a gun is going to come over to your house and take your stuff well you saw ammunition sales are through the roof right yeah i mean everything everything has just gone people have just lost it and like i said if you if you're one of those people who have <laughs> who have decided they're going to prep for the for end times yeah don't tell people Gotta keep that a secret. Well, you were mentioning the link I sent you about the uh, that people are turning Cold War era missile silos that have been decommissioned into underground luxury condos. Yeah, I mean that sounds like a great idea. I mean, if I had if I had mega money, it seems like something I might do. <laughs> Did you see what they go for? No. One point five million for nine hundred square feet, and having lived in an eight hundred square foot apartment, that is a lot of money for. <laughs> For 900 square feet. But for the end times. Or oh, 4.5 million for 3,600. Yeah, no, for the end times, if you've got that kind of cheddar, it seems like a sound investment. Although, <laughs> there is a gentleman in this article, if you read down to the bottom, where uh, he's basically saying that he, he debunks it, like that this is not a way that you're going to survive anything. And he makes a great point, and I think this goes back to your point in segment one about culture in other nations, that uh, you can't survive a pandemic by being underground alone. Um, no. That, that you, like he says that the only uh, the only real solution is to be in this together, that being human is a team sport. And that's, and it's absolutely true. I mean, that's the, what's the old, uh, what's that old saying? If you want to go fast, go by yourself. If you want to go far, go together. Right. It's totally true. I mean, yeah, you can't, you can't be, you can't be out on your own and <laughs> expect to live in luxury while the whole world burns down. I mean, this is not, this is, this is can you imagine like you're in this lap pool <laughs> I gotta post the pictures that are in this this condo thing so people can see it because it's insane. It's also very clearly round, like it's in this giant, like, legitimately in this missile yeah. silo. Yeah, so all the walls are round. They've got a they've got a hydroponic lab, and a, I don't see any weed growing in there. It seems like a problem. Yeah, well, th- that'll be fine. <laughs> but the uh, I don't know. It's like it's it's almost like a Camp David for your family. <laughs> Come on. The whole world burns down around you. This is not. This is none of this turns out good. We've I've seen enough. Camp David is an outdoor nature retreat. It's not a bunker. <laughs> I mean, it has a bunker. Yeah, I mean, you're better off. You're better off with a, a a a group of people, a community of people in a wilderness area that can provide for you. Yes. Than you would be in this in this abandoned in this abandoned. This might silo. you might survive this like. If you could get down to this before the nuclear war starts, you you might be able to come out eventually in yeah. uh, in forty five years. But if but if there weren't missiles flying, like you would be better off, like living in the mountains with some people who you know so with some like minded indiv- like minded people and create a community of about you know thirty or forty people who could you know provide. Right. You know that. Well, speaking of, you know you can make your own hand sanitizer with what isopropyl alcohol and aloe gel. That's it. Yeah, so if you can't buy a hand sanitizer, you can still get those things online and make yourself. Although I've already seen a news story about some woman who burned children at an elementary school with homemade uh, yeah, hand sanitizer. Who, who, yeah, who who mixed it badly? Yes, like it's too much. It's too much alcohol. Yeah, yeah. There's, I had like how the people at Tito's vodka had to put out a statement like, "You cannot make hand sanitizer with our vodka." First of all, it's expensive, and number one, number two, that there's not enough alcohol content in it to make it an effective sanitizer. Or you could drink bleach. I don't know. Snort cocaine. What is wrong with people? I, I you know, I always go back to the old George Carlin bit, right? Think about how stupid the average man is, or the average person is. Yeah. Realize that half of them are stupid than that. Stupid than that. <laughs> so I, I don't know, man. People believe all kinds of shit. It's amazing. I don't, yeah. Stop. Okay, people, stop believing shit on the internet. Like in general, like half of that stuff you need to just th- laugh at and throw it out. And then try to figure out what decent sources of information are. But if your neighbor posts, you know, you know, drinking bleach kills the coronavirus, don't know. Stop it. 
You don't. You don't. You're you're doing it wrong. I got called a moron on the internet today by somebody oh, who did? said, I, "Yeah, that I'm panicking and believing everything that I read." And I'm and he's like, "You need to go do some research." Just the flu. I'm like, "Yes, I'm the one that needs to go read." You're right. It's me. I am the one without the information. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why people? You know, take your take your perspective. Hey, if you believe it's just the flu, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, it's hard for me to to convince other people. Like, you know, if that's what you believe, I don't, we should not hang out. I mean, you need to be a little more, again, I understand that, that the coronavirus would affect me as an individual differently than it would others. Right. It's not and, about you. But that doesn't about, make, but that, you. but that also doesn't make it the, just the flu. No. Right. It's a viral pneumonia and it's, and it's, and it, it can, it can mess you up. Whereas the flu is like. A fever, some aches and pains, and you know some Tylenol and some you know Gatorade, and three days later you're probably going to be okay. Well, as far as I can tell, a lot of people latched on to make themselves make themselves feel better about the statistics about how many people the flu kills every year, and that this isn't you know this isn't killing that many people. And it's like, yeah, yet. Well, what don't you understand about yet? The person that called me a moron was like, "There's been only thirty deaths in the U.S." So it's like. Right. That has nothing to do with what's going to happen tomorrow. Do you understand how that works? Yeah. I mean, this is a this is an analysis that needs to be done after it's over. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the that's how I feel about it, too. And I and I understand, again, people are people are trying to just latch on to a comparison because that's what makes people feel good. Right. It's like, oh, it's not as bad. Well, now as I this. can understand it. Yes. Yeah. That's it's not as bad as this. Oh, this is bad, but it's not as bad as this other thing. So now I feel better about it, right? Right, right. So I understand where people are sort of grasping it for 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 comfort. Um, but again, this is these are these are these statistics are going to work out. We're going to have to look back to get these statistics, right. not just sort of say, "Oh, it's the flu," and the flu kills. You know, and uh, granted, the flu killed like eighty thousand people in like twenty sixteen. Maybe like, we should do something about that. Uh, perhaps, <laughs> perhaps. <laughs> I mean, but. Yeah, what can you? What can't you? I mean, there's already a flu vaccine. There's already, there's already things that, uh, you know, they figure they've got their arms around the flu as best they can. But again, it just you know, well, I mean, people are bad at washing their hands. Uh, you think this will last? You think people will continue to do that? You think uh, just like every, it'll? I've soften. always been. A, I've always been a pretty religious hand washer. Um, I don't always go the full like twenty doctor scrub in, but I've always been like a. Like I do the fingernails and I do the both sides of my hands. I don't just like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to do the, like the, the shadow puppet dance that people do where they walk up and like sort of just <laughs> stick their hands in the water. It's like, why are you even doing it? Why? Why? Like, the hands doing? got wet and then whatever. That's not how no. it works. No. I think that, I, yeah, yeah, exactly. If my hand wash is basically, um, I don't know, when I go to the bathroom before mm-hmm. I eat, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, even if you did that. <laughs> you know, if you if you limited yourself to washing your hands at those at those two crucial times, yeah, you're probably better off than what eighty percent of the of the of America. I don't you get think, sick very often. I think it's because I wash my hands quite a bit. Yeah, well, you're you're borderline crazy about. Oh, that. I'm not. I just aware. <laughs> so what I am is I'm aware of when I come into contact with what I would consider a public surface, and then oh. I need to amend that situation with my hands, resolve that situation with my, with my hands before I do anything with my orifices. <laughs> I'm generally a big believer that you should expose yourself to these kinds of things, like slowly. I mean, not the coronavirus, but but like the human body is, the human body adapts to certain things, like bacteria. And, I don't think you should grow illnesses. up in a clean room. Don't get me wrong. No. But there's a there's somewhere it's somewhere in between there. No, no, right? God, you'd be ridiculous. I mean, I, I'm all for kids eating their boogers. I think that's actually good for your immune system. I'll, I'll, that's that's my conspiracy. <laughs> Go ahead and pick it and eat it. You make you a stronger human in the long run. You're reabsorbing your own energy. <laughs> you know, as we step away from this, I want to say a couple of last things. Just one: don't touch anything you don't have to. And if you do, sanitize or wash as soon as you possibly can. Try not to touch your face. Um, it's really I never realized how often my face itches. Until I'm out in public and I'm like, oh, I'm at the store. I can't touch myself, but yeah. my face rather. <laughs> right. <laughs> you shouldn't touch yourself at the store anyway. And it's, <laughs> yes, that's generally. Set up generally... Apple Pay on your phone, for instance. So if you can just hold your phone next to the pay, out, pay station, that's going to be better for you. Like, just don't touch anything you don't have to, particularly right now. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, you know, last week you mentioned 
well, I saw that first tee is canceled, probably the prudent thing to do. But you mentioned that you got to come up with a new way to celebrate because you can't high five. Right. You weren't into the kick feet, but I'll tell you, the seven year old loves it. So we do the, we got a whole four step, five step handshake now with both feet, both elbows. And it's, yeah, her, it's her favorite. It's just the kid and play. I don't know. It's the kid and play. I'm dance. not doing a dance. <laughs> <laughs> we just dap up the feet, dap up the elbows, and then do a little, uh, a little, little bow. A little bow. All yeah. right. All right. I mean, I think, uh, again, I'm, I'm big. Uh, we're, I don't, see, the elbow's still touching. <laughs> yeah, but not if you have clothes on. I mean, and then people are, and then people are being like, Encourage to cough, cough your and sneeze yeah, in the sure. elbow. No, I'm with you. I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'm still, I'm still a big believer in the air, air knuckles. Okay, well, I, I think that's corny push, as fuck. I'm pushing, <laughs> pushing the air knuckles. I'm gonna do a little Bruce Lee bow for you. Yeah, fist yeah. in, the, fist in the palm. The fist in the palm. Yeah, you know, then of course you're gonna get, you're gonna get, rang, you're gonna get rung up for social, for cultural appropriation for that. So fair careful well i mean we just talked about how the japanese had the right idea yeah they knew a long time ago not to touch each other right (laughs) (laughs) handshaking business (laughs) they did away with that centuries ago exactly anyway all right on to segment three so with the um with the closing of all sports apparently (laughs) since since professional sports is now not happening you're like it's like and now time for a hard transition (laughs) And that's a hard transition. We were, uh, it just came, it just came to light that, that sports teams were changing their logos. The, uh, the the latest one, the latest one being the LA Rams who unveiled a new logo last week. That is just nonsensical. It's a surf shop logo. (laughs) It's It's a Los Angeles surf shop. I don't know what's going. That that it's a not. They have a. They had a really nice logo. I thought the Ram head was a nice logo. It was great. They're the Rams. Yes. <laughs> the the Ram head seemed seemed perfectly fine to me. The new one and is then, LA course, with the, like. What is it? I mean, it's it. I don't understand what's going on. So it's the letter L and the letter A, and then out of the top of the A. I assume that's supposed to be some sort of a wave. Like it looks to me like it's trying to, they're trying to do the it's, rip curl. It's, it's the horns, but then they decided oh, it's the horns. It's the horns, but they don't look like Ram horns anymore. They look like, they look like nothing. It looks like, it looks like a rip curl. Like it looks like they're trying to do some sort of a surfing motif. I'm telling you, like I can't, to me, it just looks exactly like if there was like a store brand, like if you went to the store and you were trying to buy some, I don't know, some realm stuff or some rip curl or some Obra, Obra, uh, O'Neill or something. But there was like some sort of target store brand surf clothes and just said LA <laughs> with like a weird wave sticking out of it. That's what this is. That's exactly. That's exactly what this is. It is so bad. And then the LA chargers just took the LA Dodgers LA and put like a lightning bolt on it. Yes. Again, terrible. What is what is? It's a, it's just nonsensical. It just I don't understand why they would take their perfectly fine logos and and change and try to do something weird. The, the thing about the the LA Rams Ram head is that it sort of looks like a football helmet, right? It, it's it's reminiscent of the sport, right? And I think the Ram horns on the on the helmet are pretty cool. It's one of the best. It's one of the best, most recognizable. Actually, these two helmets in particular, the Chargers and the Rams, they have two of the best helmets in sport in, in football period. Uh-huh. Um, and the problem with this Rams logo is that it it looks like a Chargers logo because one that doesn't look like a horn. It looks like a wave or a bolt, and it looks like it could be making a C. Like it quite <laughs> literally looks like it says LAC. Right, it does. I'm yeah. not again. I don't. I. I understand the the need to try to keep things fresh, but some things just work and shouldn't be and shouldn't be uh, and shouldn't be uh, dealt with. Have you seen the full color version? The one that's the so I know you sent me the one with the hat on it or the, the picture of the hat. No, the, but the, the purple. It's like it looks like they're. It's look like it, the background looks a little more purple. Like are they doing the Lakers thing? Are they trying to? Are they transitioning to more of a Lakers? It's, I, I don't know Color if it's motif? just the yeah I don't know if it's just the way that this image has been copied around the internet or not I I would can't imagine they're changing their colors, but you've seen it with like where it's the the, the horn thing is all yellow and it's a little easier to see what they're going for but it still uh-huh. looks like a Chargers logo and the best take I saw on it was that it looked that's the new the new I almost called the Chargers logo see I can't help myself <laughs> the, the new Rams logo looks like it has a Trump comb over so it's got this big <laughs> yellow swoop going over the top of it. It totally does. Do they do they realize this to be true? I don't know. 
they're messing with it. I mean, if we're talking about like good logos, like I always feel like the best logos are the simple logos, right? There's a certain there's a certain point where you try to put too much detail into it that it gets dumb, mm-hmm. right? Like something like the Dallas Cowboy, like the star. It's like it's iconic. It's simple though, right? right. And then you get something terrible like you know the very first Tampa Bay Buccaneers logo, <laughs> like the the what was his name? Pirate Pirate oh, Pete or whatever. I still remember his name. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, but the, the he's the, got a knife. The Buccaneer, I know. Yeah, he's got a knife and he's got a hat. And he's got a feather and he's got an earring. It's just like it's too much. It's 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 you've got it's it's. I mean, the happy medium might be like the Seahawks logo, right? Like the I bird like the Seahawks logos. logo. Yeah. Again, it's it's relatively simple. Bucko Bruce. Bucko Bruce. That's terrible. That's a terrible logo. It's it's just too detailed. It just it doesn't make any sense. Like you got to keep it. You got to keep it. Keep it more simple. Yeah, the Seahawks logo works because it's based on um, indigenous artwork. Yeah. Right. So it evokes the area. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And then the modernization of it really didn't. I don't think it stole the character. I still like the the old logos and the old colors. And in fact, I wish the Seahawks would go. But I feel this way about all the Seattle sports teams. I want the Mariners to wear. I want you know. I was just tweeting about this not long ago that the Brewers jerseys are the the best because they're the Pilots jerseys, like white <laughs> and the pinstripes and then the gold and the and and red you know royal blue. And I love that Milwaukee Brewers logo with the MB and then the baseball. I think that's that's inspired. I know you wanted to talk about some other bad ones though. Did you did you bring any other ones? With you, or did you want to go in on Bucko Bruce a little bit more? No, I think Bucko Bruce, Bucko Bruce is, I mean, it's objectively terrible. Like you said, it, it comes down to like, it's too detailed. It's weird. It's, it looks old timey. It's weird. Yeah. Um, but I found in this discussion or in in this preparation for the discussion that there is a full body version of the Denver Bronco. What? <laughs> the current Denver Bronco has a full body version of that logo and it's i mean it is horrifying it's just horrifying it's like the horse is transforming into a human like it, it kind of how the kind of, you know the end of beauty and the beast yeah. <laughs> right it's it looks like he's he's about to like turn into a man and then he's floating in the air about to turn into a man I'll, i will share it be sure to share it with our listeners oh but if you've God. never seen the denver broncos full body logo that might be the worst logo i've ever seen in my life Oh, I, I know. You can miss me with that logo. It sounds, <laughs> no, it sounds it awful. Now. I had to no, see it. You have to see it. I thought I thought the the original Toronto Raptors, the dinosaur, the basketball playing dinosaur was particularly yes. heinous. It's pretty bad. It's terrible. I mean, their whole their whole franchise is based on Jurassic Park, right? I mean, people got just the name <laughs> of it, but yes, people got people got excited about dinosaurs there for a while, right? And they got a dinosaur. They got a dinosaur logo. I mean, dinosaurs were like a largely neglected option as team mascots from, from a sports from a sports perspective. How come there's no Triceratops? Triceratops is badass. <laughs> Triceratops is one of my favorite. Right, it's one of my favorite. It would be it'd be I... an awesome logo. It would look so amazing. You could do so many cool things with it. What do you call them? The tops. The sure. Tricer- Triceratops, like the if like the Tri Cities had a had a team. Oh my god! The, the Tri City Triceratops. Yes. Yeah, that would be that would be kick ass. That's, that's a minor league baseball team whose whose merch I'd like to buy. <laughs> exactly. You know who's you know whose logo I absolutely love, and it just and I was watching when I was down in Vegas. I was watching a, a Knights game, but they were playing the Winnipeg Jets. Mm-hmm. The Winnipeg Jets have the bad the, the badass logo. Sure. It's like that. It's that jet, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it and it kind of looks like a compass, and there's like a there's a maple leaf in there. I think mm-hmm. that is such a great logo. I would totally wear their merch if I was a fan of the. <laughs> I'm not just gonna wear it, but it, it is does a, look it, like it might be the logo for the Canadian Air Force. <laughs> it might be Canadian Space Force <laughs> logo, <laughs> but it's badass. I love it. I think it's a great. I think it's an absolutely great logo. You know, I have a problem with, um, unfortunately, is the Seattle Dragons logo. I really wanted to like it. I like the actual logo itself. Yeah. I really dislike the colors. Like, I, I don't like feeling like I'm looking at some sort of arena, Miami, University of Miami arena team. It's very it's very strange. I don't know why they went with the orange and white. It's 
it doesn't to me suit our area. It doesn't evoke anything about where we're at. Now I know you don't want to probably just fall in line and be in the blue and greens with everybody no. else. No, they had to they had to dodge the color scheme. They had to get their own color scheme, but I don't think the dragon in and of itself works. No, I think I it's the, the white for me that I have a problem with. The it's white too and the white. orange. There's, yeah, too, there's too much, much white and too much orange. Yeah, I don't I don't know who would, who would you have ripped off? Would you have ripped off? I might have ripped off like the Sonics. I probably yeah, would've. or wasn't I mean one of the old um, the dragons when they first announced it as a name reminded me of the old uh, NFL Europe teams. And I swear there was a dragons in there. Oh, and what were the? Oh, well, I know it's the England. It, London had the knights or something like that. Did they have a dragon as part of there? It seems like it. I could be wrong. I of course yeah. didn't look it up in advance. But I just don't like the look of the dragon. I just don't like the way it. I just don't like the graphic when it comes right down to it. I understand it's a sea dragon kind of a thing. Yeah, but I don't know. It just doesn't. It doesn't do anything for me. There was a Barcelona dragons team in. The uh, NFL Europe, the, the WLAF originally. I don't know if you remember okay. going that, that all the way back. I collected football cards at the time, so I was very, like, <laughs> in, you know, I had a lot of uh, connection to the, what was going on with NFL Europe. But the okay. Barcelona Dragons dragon is weird, too. It's like a um, cartoonized version of, like, a Chinese New Year type dragon. Okay. That's just I mean, odd. If it was me, right? I mean, you would just put the wings on. <laughs> You just put the dragon wings on the helmet and just and like make a tail or something that runs down the back of the helmet. Well, the one I saw from NFL Europe that I did um, like that I thought would have been good for a Seattle to steal from is there was a Hamburg Sea Devils. Now, their color scheme is horrific and involves a lot of teal, <laughs> but the logo itself is like navy and then kind of with teal accents and then with a red tongue. So it kind okay. of would have been Mariners adjacent, but then also its own thing. And then they, it didn't have to be Sea Devils. They could have done Dragons again and, and made it more of an obvious sea type thing. Like, Got it. Got it. Yeah. The only thing that would have saved this helmet for me is if they would have gone Power Rangers with it. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the dragon head is the helmet. Sure. Like with the, like a goalie's hockey mask, like a hockey got, goalie mask. Yeah, yeah. You got like that. You've got a. It's not a graphic on the helmet. The shape of the helmet is right. No, I'm with a you. dragon head. Yeah, almost That's, like a lacrosse helmet. Yeah, sort of like <laughs> like the Green Power Ranger. The Green more, Power. I'm Ranger. thinking more like a Master Chief, like a Halo <laughs> kind of thing. But I'm with you. Yeah, exactly. Just like the Green Green Power Ranger is, I think, what I'm looking for. Is like, uh, yeah. That's what I'm, that's what I'm after. All right. Well, I, I when I was looking at other ones, there's some other bad ones that I didn't that aren't that exciting. I, I think the Columbus Blue Jackets just have a horrific logo. It's, there's a lot going on there. I don't know if you know what it looks like. It's a star with a C yeah. wrapped around it. And there's like right. a banner and yeah. Um, I not, hate that the Clippers have never used a boat in their logo like the whole time I've been alive, <laughs> which I don't understand. It seems the right thing to do. There was a what? Do the Pistons still use that really weird horse logo? No, they're going back to the just God, letters in a basketball. I don't know what was up with that horse logo with the horsepower. The, I know it was. There horsepower. was like exhaust pipes and fire. I know it was bad. <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't it was like very it. Late night, very late nineties. I don't know. It was. It was we went good. through this period of time where computer animation got good but not great, and everybody kind of lost their minds in graphic design. Like. All late '90s logos are real rough. <laughs> They're just overwrought, right? They yes, just, there's they, way too much going on in all of them. Yeah, they just decided we would just stack a bunch of stuff on there and make it make it fly. And the last one I wanted to mention, just for our friends north of the border, is that alternate Blue Jays logo they introduced a couple of years ago, where it's like a muscular bird with a bat, and he's like wrapped around a T. Instead, <laughs> of just a classic J, which is one of the best logos in sports, by the way. Right. Just the J with the maple leaf and the uh-huh. circle. This is Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah. But no, that you've never seen the muscular bird. I've, I've thank God right, I have some. It. I'll have some posting to do this week. <laughs> muscular bird. Yeah, oh, I'll look it up later. So we'll look up the muscular Blue Jay. I'll, I'll post the muscular Blue Jay and uh, the Denver Bronco full body thing. And- <laughs> We we want to actually entice people to 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 click on our our links. Hey, we talked about this dumb shit. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, you know what this part is. Now comes the part where we throw our heads back and laugh. Ready? Ready! Dad <laughs> jokes of the week. Woo! It's not getting any better over here. <laughs> it's it's not. 
No, but we did get a reader joke this week. Oh, so really? I'll save that for yeah. All right. Nice. Uh, so first, how does a penguin build its house? This is an he old glues racist it, joke. It glues it together? Correct. That's an old racist joke that's just been yeah. changed. The word's been changed. Right. We didn't want to use Eskimo. Is that, <laughs> yeah, is that what exactly you're saying? That's exactly what that is. Correct. By the way, there are no penguins in the North Pole. Yeah, but they could still... You could build an igloo in the South Pole. There's ice. Who? No one's, no one's ever built, like... You know, How do you know? Have you been there? There, are, there aren't indigenous people in Antarctica. No, but the penguins might have built an igloo. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. Yeah, you're right. I don't. <laughs> Nobody knows anything, don't you know? <laughs> a random email address keeps sending me loads of pictures advertising tinned meat. I hate spam. Yeah. yeah pretty weak. Did, did you have something to say? Uh, spam is awesome, oh, and yeah. I won't. I won't be. I won't have it disparaged. I knew that was coming. I knew it. It's the, it's the national bird of the Philippines. I mean, for <laughs> God's sake. Well, <laughs> you saying you have to eat meat out of a tin when you wash your butt with a pot? Yes. Yes. Okay. Exactly. Actually, you, you use you should use the empty spam tins. That they they work perfectly well. If you leave the lid on, like a handle, <laughs> yeah, exactly. peel it all the way off. <laughs> Got that little loop. Did you hear about the Silkworm racetrack they're building across town? It almost always ends in a tie. Because <laughs> the silkworms, they make silk. Yeah, yeah. 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 I was having a really rough day, and then somebody ripped the front and back pages from my dictionary. It just goes from bad to worse. <laughs> what? I don't know. Shouldn't they rip the middle pages out if it goes from bad to worse? <laughs> right. I don't really know. I guess, oh, no, there is nothing no, right. before bad. And they ripped afterwards. out the A's, and then they ripped out everything after X, Y, Z? I guess. Strong. <laughs> okay. It's really tearing up that dictionary. Fine. I decided to sell my vacuum cleaner. It was just collecting dust. <laughs> I like this one. Okay. Why do the French put only one egg in an omelet? Because one egg is un oof. <laughs> that is good i like it right uh and lastly i actually like the unaf joke better but i saved this because it was so apropos for the show tonight some guy just tried offering me a killer deal on a coffin i just said that's probably the last thing i need <laughs> that's true and then uh from friend of the show brian schwartz at oh, brian yeah. schwartz 04 man with the golden pipes he says, I got a new pair of gloves today, but they are both lefts, which on one hand is great, but on the other, it's just not right. <laughs> Love it. Good one. I. <laughs> Convincing. <laughs> that was a great joke, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for contributing. Yeah, you're right. really encouraging people to email us. But I know. <laughs> email, exactly. email us and we'll make fun of what you send us. Yes, exactly. We get one email in like the last eight months and this is what we do to it. We just, we, we crap all over it. <laughs> but don't be shy about sharing your thoughts and suggestions <laughs> for the show. <laughs> all right, here. I tried to make a coronavirus joke. Oh, God. That, 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 um, that wasn't wildly offensive. Oh, good luck. All right, here we go. The World Health Organization. All right, let me let me get this right. All right, the World Health Organization was doing laboratory testing on animals and found that the coronavirus doesn't affect canines. So who let the dogs out? Okay. Yeah, that works. I'm not gonna laugh or anything, but it's. It, 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 <laughs> you're not gonna laugh. You're not gonna pay off by who let the dogs out joke. I think I'm a, laughing. What do you want? Yeah, I don't know. I think that's a good joke. I didn't say it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. Overtime. Overtime. In the overtime, I had a couple of public service announcements to get through. Okay. Um. So if you if you're familiar with Ross Dress for Less, as as one Bernard Sanders showed us that he uh, is not too long ago, um, it's a great place to get. Excellent items at a deep, deep discounts, but you have to go in there all the time because they only ever have five things and usually, usually it's terrible. But if you don't care about what team, so you like sneakers, not as much as sure. I do, but you like sneakers. No. You're familiar yeah. with the footwear game. I am. Do you have a sock preference? I've been, uh, I've been buying the Bombas. Okay, the Bombas no are great, for, yeah. For my no-shows. And then I buy like the... the uh, one of the store brand, like not Foot Locker, but the other one. What's the other? Champs. 
athlete's foot? No, no, it's champ. I think <laughs> yeah. it's champs. Finish line. Finish line. No, that's it. It's finish line. It's the finish line store brand for white socks. Okay. For white ankle socks. Are you familiar with Stance? I am familiar with Stance. You would agree they make a high quality product. Sure. So Stance socks. If you don't care about what team you root for, like if you don't, or if you don't need your, like you don't care, you don't need like your actual team apparel for your socks. You can clean up at Ross. Stan socks run almost twenty bucks a pair generally, between at least eighteen ninety nine. Uh-huh. They have them at Ross for five dollars, but it's like Kansas City Royals, Houston Rockets. <laughs> I don't know why it's here, but I, I was so tempted to buy them. I didn't end up getting them, but I did get some um, Cardinals knee socks because they were just so sick. I had to get them. They're like red <laughs> with the stripes, and I'm wearing them just under my golf pants to stay warm because they're great, right. like padded socks, athletic socks. Uh-huh. Like five five dollars. So if you don't care about what team you're repping. Yeah. If you're wearing them under pants anyway, no one yeah. cares. Yeah. So hit, hit up Ross for your $5 stance socks. <laughs> and then I had a couple nice. of TV items. Um, I, I, have you ever heard of Little Dicky? I, I had not, but I, but when you put it on the, uh, when you put it on the list, I looked up, I looked up Little Dicky. And how far into the Little Dicky rat hole did you go? About four or five songs. I saw the, uh, the well, I mean, the one like I, I, I'm Chris Brown, the Freaky Friday one. <laughs> yes. Which is which if if Chris Brown wasn't so odious. Yes. I mean that that's a pretty funny video. It could have picked somebody else. I mean, he could have gotten somebody else, but that's a fun. I mean, I thought that video was pretty funny, and then there were a few more that that I that I checked out. He's a good rapper. Right now, I'm like, I'm into it. Like, it's, it's, a, it's obviously on the, on the lonely, lonely Island spectrum, and I know he, he yes. talks on the show. So, there's, first of all, there's a show now on F, F, FXX called Dave, and that's his real name, Dave Bird. And it's just, it's like Curb Your Enthusiasm if it was about a white rapper. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there was a, yeah, there's a scene, like, his videos play out in scenes, too, like that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a pretty funny. He's he's a funny he's a funny guy. So I didn't watch any of the. I, I only read an interview with him. He's a weirdo in the interview. Um, he seems to be a weirdo in real life, as far as I can tell. Uh, but I hadn't listened to any of his music until I watched the show. And he does a verse on the first episode of the show for like another rapper's Instagram, and that like sets him off. And it it was amazing. And I was like, oh my god, you're actually good at rapping. I have to go like listen to this. And I didn't realize he's been around like five years putting out music. And it's really enjoyable. So if you want to laugh and you like good rap and you like wordplay and stuff like that, check out Lil Dicky. <laughs> Lil Dicky. Dave and Bird. Wa- yeah. And watch Dave on FSX. I'll, I can't I'll say go. FXX. F- FXX. It sounds like FSX. Yes. S. Not FXX. X. All right. Well, that, uh, yeah. And I guess uh, well, I saw a interview with him on like Kimmel. Mm-hmm. So he is kind of a strange. He's mm-hmm. kind of he's kind of a strange guy, but he's he's living his moment. I mean, at least he's gonna you know hopefully you know he he saved up apparently his bar mitzvah money. Mm-hmm. To That's like part make, of the show. To so make the show is like video. autobiographical, like enhanced <laughs> autobiographical. It's pretty funny. Just check right. it out. I will have to check it out. Um, and then lastly, I know we're running a little bit long here. I just wanted to recommend Dispatches from Elsewhere, which is from the mind of Jason Siegel of How I Met Your Mother and Forgetting oh, sure. Sarah Marshall fame. I was wondering what he was doing. And it is on AMC. Um, it is like one of those shows where after three episodes, I can't wait to watch the next one. Uh, it has made me think so differently about a lot of different things so quickly. Um, it's really like raw and it talks about this guy's boring life. It's, it has a little bit of that um, Ed Norton in, in Fight Club about his life is just this series of tasks that just keep repeating. And the show is basically with the day his life changes and it becomes about this underground society he discovers by taking one of these little flags off a flyer on a post. I, I Me explaining the show, it's funny because I had seen a clip of it when he was doing his press and I was like, that doesn't look interesting at all. And then I heard him talk about it on a podcast and when I heard him talk about it, then all of a sudden I was like, wow, this sounds really cool. I want to check it out. And it's got the sort of a losty kind of mystery vibe to it where the old technology and you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. So anyway, so what? Where's where can we find this one? That's on AMC. AMC? Dispatches from yeah, dispatches from elsewhere. All right, interesting. There's only been three episodes. You can still catch up, and I highly recommend it. All right. Sidebar on Jason Siegel. Yeah. Like he apparently was a kick-ass high school basketball player. Like he he played on the same team as Jason Collins. Yeah. And apparently Siegel could dunk every which way. 
Yeah, that's all he could do, he says. Yeah. I, in the interview I listened to with him, he's talking about like, he's like, I wasn't actually good at basketball, but he's like, but I'm really good at jumping. So people thought I was good at basketball because I could like <laughs> one dunk contests. I, I, you know, you think about it, it's like Jason Seal, yeah. but you know, whatever. He like, he's apparently he is tall guy, you know, just, uh, I don't know. It's just funny to sort of picture that guy like doing reverse dunks and stuff like that. It seems unlikely. <laughs> You know, it's like it's like those people who think they can uh, like run like a four or five forty, like regular people. Right. Like, like if you if you were talking to him at a party, so oh yeah, in high school I did dunked all the time. I'd be like, yeah, have you right? Right. But it's it's confirmed. He was he was nicknamed Doctor Dunk. Yes. In high school. <laughs> all right. Well, I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll look up. I he's always pretty entertaining to me, so I'll I'll uh, I'll, uh, I'll seek that I'll seek that out. I think you'll enjoy it. There's some really interesting characters on the show. Because when you're working from home, <laughs> air quote, working from home, sometimes you're gonna need a you're gonna need a you're gonna need a series to get you through the. Uh, I have to put something on while I eat lunch, so I can actually enjoy the, my break. Yeah. Otherwise, I'll eat at my desk. Right. Yeah. And then you'll just yeah you'll just be there all day. Yeah. And well, then, right now, and every time I go downstairs, I get to participate in the schooling the children. <laughs> so I've got plenty to do. It's like a little house in the prairie over there. <sighs> at least my son. At least my son gets. Is his school still open? So he gets to go down there. But my daughter, we're just we're trying to figure. She's trying to figure out what the hell she's supposed to be doing. No, huge props to my wife. She took this on full force. Um, made a schedule for them. Has kept up with the, the you know the the differing demands. Um, you know, teaching the kids at two different speeds at about two you know two different sets of materials at the same time at all times is it's a lot. And I can tell that you know it's like it's like she's working full time just doing that. So it's. It's impressive, um, and yeah. I, I, I'm lucky that I get to just kind of hide up in my cave and work. <laughs> so I don't know if I could do what she's doing. Yeah. I don't think I have the capacity for it. Right? Yeah, it takes a it takes a certain depth of patience that maybe <laughs> you don't have in this particular in this particular situation. On the very short list of my weaknesses, patience is definitely on there. <laughs> <laughs> Let's wrap this up. That's our show. Our thanks to all of you for listening to Two on Three Pod, where we hope to help you help you live a more deeply examined life. If you don't already, please subscribe and or review wherever you get your podcasts. And don't tell your neighbors that it's COVID, coronavirus is just the flu. We'll be back and next don't, week. And don't, and don't and don't tell them that you have a stash of uh, supplies. Right, keep that a secret. Yeah, your bunker has to be just for you and your loved ones. We'll be back next week with more pop culture, life strategies, and existentialism. And until then. Peace.